Who? Who? Oh. I don't want that. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Energized Impact with Changemaker Chi. I'm Shakita Jackson, and thank you so much for joining today and just listening, whether you're listening or watching. And I hope that you all like had created a goal list for yourself, and I hope that you check off each goal that you have for yourself for this week. I want nothing but the best for each and every one of you all, because I know life is life right now. And as a person who lives as a zennial, millennial Gen Z living in the DMV area and one of the most highest taxing counties i get it life is life ain't okay and it's just all but nothing more of a greater appreciation of just like what opportunities that you can bring and i want to paint a picture because i was listening to this song uh, earlier this morning i guess you could say and i remember just having that kind of childhood feeling when i heard it because it came out around the time when i was a child and i want to paint a picture so imagine you know, if you were on a hot, sunny day, just having a great time, you know, you went to the family cookout, you had your favorite ice cream and you're like, you know, you're just in a, um, a, a daze of just happiness. And when you heard this song, how did this song make you feel? I'm going to play like 30 seconds of it and probably sing along to it. But just want you guys to like, I hope this song, you know, made you feel as great as it made me. Let's get it. I am unwritten, can't read my mind. I'm undefined. I'm just beginning. The pen's in my hand, ending unplanned. Staring at the blank page before you, open up a dirty window. Let the sun illuminate the words that you cannot find. Reaching for something in the distance, so close you can almost taste it. Release your inhibitions, feel the rain on your skin. That song used to just blow my mind okay like it just it gave me so much confidence and I remember music making us feel great about ourselves I remember music that made me think about how I want to grow up like I remember listening to I, um, I Can by Nas like I know I can and that song just and hearing young people like singing the the chorus it was like wow Shahida you can do whatever you want to be and that they gave me so much reality they gave me so much hope because living in poverty like it's like what hope do you have when you're just trying to figure out what the heck is happening so I, I remember and I appreciate when music had had their like had their listeners having hope for their futures, having hope for their lives. It's it's a nostalgic feeling at this point, I guess you could say. 
but that's just really what I wanted to just, you know, wanted to open up the vibes with. And also just wanted to provide you guys with today, uh, today's affirmation. And I want you to win. Like you will win. Like don't give up on yourself. I know how tough it seems right now, but if you keep going forward, if you keep moving, keep hitting those goals, keep building yourself up, keep gaining new skills, keep investing into yourself, you will win. Don't let the outsiders, don't let the naysayers, don't let the haters try to make you feel any other way because you got this. You have the choice and the opportunity to create whatever opportunity you want for yourself. And I want nothing but that for you. And when you win, just know that I am going to be on your side cheering you on. Okay. So I just want to make sure that we have that space because it's difficult. And especially with mental health on the rise, I recently, I got certified over this weekend. Woo! So I got certified over being a youth mental health first aider. And it was a really interesting training. Like I got to learn a little bit more about how mental health is and how complex it is, especially with the younger generation. Back in, you know, the 60s and 50s, they just didn't value mental health. So it was just like, oh, you're complaining. Oh, you're this. You need to go to the psychiatric ward. It was just so many, like, it was just so many, like, disparities when the stigmas that came with mental health. And being in a space learning about how mental health is just such a serious matter and how it is one of the leading causes when it comes down to to, you know, people, you know, feeling, not feeling them, not feeling their best, you know, having PTSD, depression, and all of those difficult things to live with. And going over that, it just really made me allow me to understand that it is okay to acknowledge your mental health. It is okay to advocate for people that you know that may have mental health issues but are afraid to share that because when we build space and create space for people to show up as themselves we're bu- we're building a better society and as a again public policy person I love a better society I crave a better society because this society is ghetto okay and don't nobody want to go back to the ghetto okay so yeah just want you all to know that this is a space for you guys to feel understood you guys should leave you know these conversations and the discussions with some type of food for thought and ways that you can grow the ways that you can succeed and excel in your life because at the end of the day that's what we all strive to have. When we look at, you know, people's biggest things that they want to accomplish is to be a better version of themselves that they were the day before. And that's always the goal. So that kind of like brings me to an interesting issue that I've been seeing. I'm not even going to say like topic because this has just been an issue and it's been an issue for a while, especially if you are from, you know, majority minority low income areas that affordable housing is far from none it is so crazy because with rent increasing you got rent in some places honestly in the dmv areas close to who i wouldn't be shocked if it's 10 around ten thousand dollars like and that's like <laughs> top tier top tier so it's just it's expensive to even rent and to think about the lack of affordable housing in regards to home ownership 
Because at the end of the day, affordable housing can get mixed up and get tricky because we can think that, you know, affordable housing, people are just talking about like, you know, home ownership, home ownership. No, sometimes they are talking about rent. And it was a couple, it was this time when I was working on this affordable housing um, campaign with the network lobby. I interned for, I was their um, government relations um, associate back in 2021, 2022, and like learning how affordable housing is just about home ownership it's also about if you could be a renter too like they want aff the affordable housing is just needed because if we're not seeing a, a increase in cost of living how the heck can you expect people to pay this amount of absurd amount of money that you guys are charging for rent so it can be used both ways. So I want you guys to understand that. So affordable housing has been always been an issue, especially again, black, brown, low income poverty community. And the fact that there are, there's, there's a lot of abandoned houses. Like there's more abandoned houses than there are homeless people. And that just kind of, what, I want you guys to put that in perspective. You know, there are more houses like abandoned houses then there are homeless people but we are still not able to overcome homelessness like it's just those types of things when it comes down to corporate greed just being so greedy like how greedy can you be at one point can we just talk about how affordable housing should just be a a mandatory right if you guys want to build a society if you guys want us to vote for you if you guys want us to invest our time to you know get on calls and campaign for you and how can I do that if I can't I can't I gotta worry about how I'm gonna find, like pay my rent if I gotta find house like I've been trying to me and my partner my fiance we've been trying to find a house for the last year and a half and like you know we're we're slowly getting there we're slowly getting there but the fact that we started this process almost a year ago and we're just like we're we're still we're still seeing a little bit of crumbs like the houses are ridiculous you've got houses out here that are five hundred thousand dollars and they do not want to clean it up they do not want to repair it's ridiculous and i'm I'm so tired of it being normalized. Like I'm so tired of going on Redfin, Zello, and all of those places and just seeing ugly, 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 outdated houses being overpriced and just people just buying it up. Like you and people buying these houses. I don't know, of course, what they're gonna do with it, but hey, they're buying them. So it's just like, okay, for those people that got the money, they got it. But what about those that don't? So affordable housing is extremely, extremely, extremely important, no matter what spectrum like what spectrum you're on. If you're on the rent spectrum or if you're on the home ownership or goals to be a homeowner, it's very important. And I think that is just also but I do, I think that is the policy piece, like kind of what I just talked about in regards to the policy piece. But I do think that it does come down to hmm, community behaviors. And what I mean by that is that like when we, when we are so invested into other things that, you know, don't really bring value to our lives. And when I say bring value, I'm, I'm talking about like clothes, um, like, you know, materialistic things like but like if you have like a 401k you have a um ralph ira like you have those type of uh, multiple savings accounts you get what i'm saying like you have a uh, life insurance so if you have disability insurance because you never know what can happen those types of investments that are long-term longevity and you can actually see the growth 
if we're looking at materialistic things and we're prioritizing that versus trying to find ways to build, like to look for a home so we can have a home. I rem- um, I know that when, I, when people in my family pass away, I'm not sure if this happens to a lot of you all, but I know when people pass away in my family, the house, like, you know, my great grandmother's house, like that was one of the most consistent things in my life. Like I just knew it from the time I was little to the time I, when she was no longer here, like, and that was 2019 was the last time I've been to her house. Um, and I just remember just all the childhood memories, just like walking down, walking down the hallway, going to spend the night when I was like having a cheer game and my cheer game went late and just like, you know, having those conversations with my grandma to now, that house is not even a part of the family anymore because she got a second, um, she refinanced the per- the house and, you know, none of my aunties and uncles and my grandmother was, you know, able to take on that. So it's just seeing that constantly happen in my life. And as a person who just, va- I love, I value stability. Like I value stability, but I also value flexibility. And I also value just like having something consistent in my life, like being consistent in regards to something that just makes, makes me feel like connected to, cause it's hard to feel connected to things sometimes. And my great grandmother's house was really that connection for me. So like just seeing how that's no longer a part of our family because of, you know, my family made those unique type of choice, financial choices. It made me think about how I want to, you know, break that you know I want to be able to pass down property to my child like I wish that was something my parents did you know my parents are no longer here with me but that was something that I always wish that they did but unfortunately they did it and instead of just me saying okay well I gotta shop all my pain away I gotta shop 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 and don't get me wrong it was a one time you know a couple years like where I was just I shopped okay I love to shop I'm a I love to shop like I'm not a shopaholic but I just love to shop it's very therapeutic for me and like you know I had to start reevaluating I'm like okay Shakita these clothes are um ripping most of my clothes like I'll be getting I'm not even sure if you I, ladies are y'all also having this problem like when you go buy some stuff and you spending good amount of money on them they're cheaply made or they're just like falling apart, ripping the zipper breaks. I've been having so much misfortunes with these clothes that I've been purchasing lately. It's been frustrating to even trust who I can buy quality clothes from. So it's like I had to really reevaluate myself. And I and the or you have to reevaluate we have to reevaluate ourselves. And that's the whole purpose about that growth that we that I always talk about. Like growth is super important. And we have reevaluating ourselves allow us to dive a little bit deeper into how we can solve the problems that's in our lives. Because I know for me, like you know, I I don't I want to make the same mistakes of like, you know, not being able to pass down generational wealth and I'm being strategic about that. I'm cutting back on certain things that don't necessarily bring value that are more materialistic versus and also um, investing the time, extra time that I have from, you know, not investing into the materialistic world is 
investing into myself in regards to making sure that I'm able to be more consistent with my work, being more consistent with my marketing. So really allowing that to showcase in my work ethic versus just me just, okay, well, I'm just going to spend all my money away. If God got me, God got me. But we also got to just remember that if you're not trying to put action or, you know, motions to your words or to your prayers, you can't really expect God to just, you know, hey, here you go. You didn't do anything. So I'm going to like bless you. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. And that's the thing that often we often forget. Like if we are aware that issues as help is preventing us from being able to afford a home and there's so many resources out there for us like you have if you're needing you know affordable free like you know credit repair some places do offer that um you have attorneys that will work with you if you have bankruptcy there's so many so many so many resources and oftentimes a lot of people don't know um that was a one thing that really shocked me throughout my time just growing as a professional is that a lot of people don't know about the resources that's available to us so I had I'm always been dedicated in like you know an informative person and just give out resources and that's just become a part of my personality and I and I appreciate it because if some if I know somebody is going through something or if they need support in a certain area and I know it why not help? Why not help? Like, you know, I help, you know, seniors, a couple like senior citizens underneath my business, my nonprofit. Like I help them apply for Medicaid. I help them apply for food stamps because they don't have, they, they don't make, they're not working as much as they used to. And they're trying to, they're trying to just, you know, relax and take care of their bodies because they're at that old age. So it's just, Hey, if I got the resources, why not share it out? So I just think that because we don't have the resources that, that we're not aware. Let me change that frame because I was about to slip up and say, because we don't, we, there's resources because we aren't aware about the resources that's available. We just continuously believe in that, you know, that self destruction, be, destructional behavior, such as like, you know, just buying thousands of dollars worth of clothes instead of putting a two thousand dollars in a your, your ira account and invest that and flip that so that you can you know be able to continue to level up so you know i think that one of the things that i think that is really limiting us from achieving like affordable housing that financial security that generational wealth is the celebrity culture the celebrity culture i'm not sure when or how it got so toxic, but it just, it happened. And I'm pretty sure there's always been moments throughout history where the celebrity culture was toxic, but I just, it's just frustrating and disappointing to constantly see like, you know, how much, like if you don't invest thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in something, then it's worthless. And I remember like when I used to go through my little 17 magazines and I used to just like, you know, read what was the the hottest news. Like, cause that's how I used to get my news. Like I love magazines. I don't like watching the news, but I love magazines. And I remember just looking through my 17 magazine, my cosmopolitan magazine, cause I was probably still in my auntie's magazines. 
And I remember just like trying to like, you know, figure out what type of clothes that I wanted to wear. And I would get all of my ideas from like, well, not all of them, but most of my ideas from the magazine and they were affordable. It was like $10, 15 forever. 21 used to have the most amazing clothes ever. Like it was affordable and it's just now it's few. Like if you don't got this, you don't got that. It's you're worthless. I hate that that has been, the, I hate that that's just become the case. I really, really do because money, we all know money is the root of all evil. And the fact that we are constantly, you know, prioritizing it in such a, you know, way that's not working for us. Like, you know, if you, if you know it's evil, like that's me. Like if I know something is not good or evil, but you know, I kind of got to go with the motion. I'm going to make it work for me. Like I'm going to be strategic. I'm going to think how can, like, how can I make this work for me? I've realized that making money works for me in regards to understanding how to properly manage it. How can I make sure that I am taking care of the things that I need to take care of? Also, saving time for me to be able to enjoy recreational things like going to the movies or something. And then also maintaining my business, maintaining, you know, food and like just different things. Like I had to reevaluate and I had to dive deep into me understanding how I can make what would money, the root of all evil, work for me? And financial literacy, financial money management worked for me. And if you all need, if y'all need support, if y'all need assistance, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Like, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I am a resource to you all. I want you all to be aware of that. Please check out the website too, like www.cjenterprise.co. It has so much information on the work that we do at like in the community but we're branched out as i mentioned we're in prince george's county maryland but we also are incorporated in the state of michigan so we are looking to branch out and if you feel as if you need that type of support you need that type of community let us know we can build a chapter we can come out there let let's continue to grow so i really want us to just think about just just thinking about financial literacy and how important it is for us to appreciate and respect money. And when we respect it, it works well for us. Because when we dis disrespect it, we broke. So the goal is always generational wealth. Um, I want you all to, I want us to all to be able to have access to affordable housing, whether you're renting or owning. I want us to all be able to have accessibility to, you know, being able to do something that they want to do. And in order for us to do that is accountability, you know, and I like to call myself an accountability partner because I want to make sure that you're not just being told fairy tales. Because fairy tales, we already know that they're not real. And if we know that something is not real, <laughs> let's not continue to strive for that. Let's strive for what's realistic. And everybody's situation is different. Every Nothing is a one-size-fit-all. Literally, the only thing that's possibly a one-size-fit-all is if you, don't go to the, if you go to the fast food restaurant like McDonald's or something, and you just order whatever, they, like a Big Mac meal, number one, no nothing, no extras, no add-ons, no nothing just regular that's a one-size-fit-all type situation <laughs> like but life and like individuality absolutely not absolutely not and like understanding how important 
money management is like I'm, I'm noticing how people are talking about, you know, unemployment. So apparently unemployment is at the lowest. That's what the White House is saying. Um, my organization, my nonprofit, we do have partnership with the White House Office of Faith and Community Partnerships. So that's been a really cool partnership. I'm not going to lie. But it's also just a little frustrating to hear and read the reports that they got. Um, they say that the unemployment is at an all time low, but I'm, I still know so many people that's like struggling, you know, and I think I'm tired of the measuring unemployment. Like, I feel like we need to measure like the cost, like we need to measure like salary wages, like increases and stuff like, cause why do unemployment? Okay, cool. Everybody wants to work. We have built a society where everyone wants to work, right? That's just, that's just a society that they created. Why are we keep measuring something that we are trying to, that nobody really wants to have in a mind nobody wants to be unemployed nobody is like oh I want to be unemployed nine times out of ten most people want to be entrepreneurs they want to invest into themselves they want to do whatever the heck they want to do how can they do that when there's not enough opportunities for entrepreneurship it is so hard to get a business loan. It is so hard to freaking get those capital venture funding opportunities. Like it's so freaking hard. And it's wild and it's ridiculous to me that we have had to settle for so less when it comes down to job opportunities, whether it's us going to McDonald's and only making not at making pretty decent money, but back in the day, it was like you was making thirteen dollars, if that. I remember when I worked at McDonald's; that was my first job. I was making seven dollars an hour. I was horrible. My first check was like a hundred and thirty dollars, y'all. I kid y'all not, and I thought that I was rich. It was ridiculous. Like I was like, what the living heck? I worked, and then I worked my butt off one um one two weeks because I had to get stuff for prom. And I remember working like maybe like eighty hours. I was. I was wild. I was taking up all that overtime and I needed to get some stuff for prom. And then I got the check. And then that's when I saw how much taxes was taken out. I was so pissed. I was so pissed. You guys, it was so frustrating. So like I had to, like, you know, I was young, so I was still understanding what taxes is, but that, that always stuck with me. That always stuck with me. And then I knew that I didn't want to be an employee for the rest of my life. Like if I want to grow, I gotta, I gotta not, I gotta, I gotta have a, a boss mindset. I gotta have an employer mindset. Like, and it's not even, not everybody is a boss. You get what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you just want to be an employer. Sometimes you just want to be like, Hey, I own this business. Like, you know, I want to want to build teams. I want to build staff and I want to do it that way. Like not everybody wants to build a empire. Like, Oh, I'm the boss that like, I feel like the entrepreneurship, like world has been so it's such a crazy journey it is such a crazy journey y'all because there are so many complexities of it like you know you have people that are just different you know and understanding that that's just a part of the concept that's the part of entrepreneurship but if we are in situations where we have jobs that are not paying us well so we can be able to invest into ourselves how why is that not measured why is that not measured? Why can't 
Why can't we see the measures of salary wages increases versus just unemployment? I do not care to know about the unemployment anymore because I know people don't I know people don't wake up with the intentions of not wanting to work. They want to do what makes them happy, what makes them comfortable. Like, and the fact that we are measuring, the, our federal government has been measuring the wrong things for such a very long time shows why we are so far behind. I think that it's really interesting, especially with the, you know, the, the rise of mass shootings that we've been seeing lately, how nothing has been addressed about gun, like gun, like they got a gun violence, um, task force or committee at the white house congratulations shout out to gregory jackson he is he actually is a part of that so that's really cool and he is a gun gun violence survivor so shout out to you and i just that's the first effort that they made but other than that it's just why it that took long so it's, it's kind of a it's really a frustrating a frustrating journey when you, you think about all of the under thing when you think about everything that comes to mind like you're thinking about all of the unfortunate headlining news is that we're seeing when it comes down to mass shootings where we're seeing you know the rise of youth crime we're seeing the increase of homelessness and poverty and realizing that is taking people who have been in the office since we were not even born before some of them has been in office since my parents, like when my parents was born. So like, you know, just very, very out of date with what young people are going through. Young people experiences is it's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult. And I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of them feeding false hopes that, oh, unemployment is the main thing that we need to capture. No, it's not. We should be looking at this in a whole different perspective. We need to start getting innovative with our research and stop trying to be boring and keep up something, measuring something that doesn't really impact people's thoughts processes no more. And I'm curious if they if they was to even do like a study or like, you know, a survey on how many people actually just don't want to work like general don't want to work in no shape or form, no entrepreneurship, no just going to like, you know, quick side hustles, like make no money at all on their own, like make no money on their own. I'm pretty sure we won't find that like we won't find that. So the fact that the imaginariness just blows my mind. It's so frustrating. And I'm curious, how do y'all feel about like the job and workforce in 2023, 2024? Like, do you, are you guys optimistic about the future? Like, do you think that we are, like, do you think that the federal government is measuring unemployment? Like, why is the government measuring unemployment? Do you agree that they should measure it or do you agree that they don't? Like, I don't believe that they don't. I feel like it's wasting time and it's wasting resources and it's wasting energy. And I'm exhausted of being constantly, you know, put in a, a windmill cycle when I just want to. I want to live. I want to have a soft life. I want to like tap into my softer living. <laughs> like when can I do that? So yeah, like just really curious about your guys' thought processes. Drop them down below in the chat. Let me know. Email them to me. As always, y'all can share your thoughts. But yeah, keep me posted on that. And I just want y'all to like, you know, continue to remember to overcome your fears and overcoming your fears is such a beautiful thing because you can actually develop skills throughout that process I can give you an example about me I know that I am not I cannot watch the news I am the type of person that will like you know scream at the tv go go off like I've been this way since I 
gained an interest in government and public policy, which was probably like my 10th grade year in high school. And I just can't watch it. Can't watch it. Can't watch it. If somebody has it on and I'm like, I'm forced to watch it. I'm cussing out the TV in less than five minutes. It's real bad, y'all. But I love getting my news. I love staying informed and I love being, I love knowing what's going on because again, that's my that's my that's my pop, that's my world that's my career that's my profession so I had to like I started getting like updates via like you know Wall Street Journal have the updates on my phone and I also sent get sent out newsletters like you know get sent out newsletters because those have been really really helpful so like understanding that just because you don't like something so say for if you don't like something and you got fears of it or you know I know watching the news isn't my fear but it does kind of bring me fear when I'm thinking about all the lives that was lost when I'm hearing about mass shootings or just hearing about the the negative impacts of poverty and how it's just really just making it so difficult for people to live in our society um looking at those things and hearing those things that makes me so fearful and I had to remove that because I wanted to I wanted to grow in this I wanted to grow in this growing up as a poverty survivor I guess you could say or recovering poverty survivor like it is so scary to think about going back to that process so I had to develop skills I had to figure out Shakita I don't want to go down I don't want to go back down that route no more that was childhood I want to be able to have opportunities in my adulthood because I am an adult and I can be I have that freedom and I have that right and I have that power to be a advocate in my like you know my point my my person you know so I, I I developed that I was like I wanted to go to school went to school graduated you know started my entrepreneurship journey building part partnerships, you know, stepping out on leap to face with new ventures and new opportunities, diving deep and honing my public speaking and encouraging people to become leaders. Like, and if they're already leaders, helping them to develop more skills. So if I would have just allowed that fear of watching, like, you know, of me watching the news, I don't want to watch the news. I don't want to stay informed. I don't want to know what's going on. I wouldn't have developed the new skills that I have and continuously wanting to grow I told you all that I just got certified this over this Saturday my partner is actually a little little upset with me about that because I didn't tell him about it because he wants to get registered too but like I love being aware I feel like the better aware I am the more the more skills I can develop and the more I can grow the more I can enhance my you know enhance my my worth like honestly yesterday prices ain't today prices so just really remember it's okay to overcome those fears develop new skills don't be afraid to learn something new don't be afraid to take those free courses those free courses be working y'all like don't make nobody don't let nobody shame you okay because if you're trying to make them and make the most out of your life while they're not doing nothing with their lives like <laughs> that's just shoulders off like because you obviously got them in a chokehold and I just want y'all to know like don't ever forget y'all worth because y'all know y'all are worth something just because people may try to put all that noise in your ear don't let that distract you because they see that you're worth something and they just don't want you to win you know you gotta watch out you gotta watch out for those people but yeah you guys 
Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I just wanted to let you guys know about a couple upcoming events that we have going on. We do have the Kwanzaa and Culture Brunch, the third annual. So if you are in the Prince George's County area, it's located in Greenbelt. It's going to be on December 30th from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Beltway Plaza. I'm really excited about this because we are partnering up with the Green, the city of Greenbelt, um, Greenbelt Black History and Culture his, um, committee. So I'm really excited about that. We also received a Prince George's County government um, council member, Ingrid Watson. She has made a accepted our sponsorship request. So she is one of our government sponsors. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, council member Ingrid Watson. We truly, truly, truly appreciate it and the work that you do for your delegate, your, your constituents. Thank you. And my girls, my cheer team, Pink Dynamic Divas, they have their first cheer competition on December 16th. Super excited for them. They work so, 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 so hard. So um, if you guys, please make sure if you guys aren't following our Promise Youth and Sports channel, please make sure y'all follow that. We have a um, YouTube channel. We also, you can go on the website, www.promiseyouth.co or P-Y-S academy.co um just check it out like the girls and like you know the youth that we work with they are so amazing and we try to highlight and showcase the work in every way that we can so definitely make sure you guys try that out and i know that i talked to you guys about this last time but we finally have a date for our next network and connect virtual lunch lunch and learn it is going to be on january 20 january i'm about to say 26 january 18th from 12 30 to 1 30 and it is going to be focused on real estate it's called climbing to success in real estate and if you all are looking to branch out into real estate wanting to learn more about how you can be successful in that journey steps that you need to take and not just you know the typical old workshop type of things that they just be throwing out throwing out nowadays like it's going to be very very interactive we do have two panelist speakers um we have a realtor and we have a broker so so please come check it out. Please come check it out and just learn a little bit more. If you're interested in attending, it is donation based. So donate what you can. We are a nonprofit. So that was, you know, we're trying to make sure that we provide these resources to you all because we want you guys to grow. I want y'all to understand that is really, really the goal. We want you to grow. You deserve to grow. And if anybody is telling you that you're not, call us up and we can we can we can do a protest or something, a rally. Listen, we got your back. So yeah, you guys, um, as always, like, subscribe, and share the channel, share the video, um, donate if you can. It's Shakita Jackson Enterprise. You can find us. We are 501c3. Um, all donations are welcomed and appreciated. And I just want to thank you so much. Thank you so much. And yeah, I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Y'all have a great day. Day. Bye.